Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are here with author Dr. David Schwerin. He is the author of Conscious Capitalism, Principles for Prosperity, and Conscious Globalism. He's also the author of Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. I am so, so excited to have you on the show today, David. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. So I want to start with your book, Know Your Soul. When you um, talk in there, you say that you had gone through this experience of downsizing. And going through that, you found a lot of recordings that you had produced earlier in your life of channeling spirit. And you wanted to explain to people how really angels and your higher self are working with the conscious piece of us that's here in this realm right now. I wonder if you would start by explaining to people how you see the higher self and really the function of the higher self. Sure. Good question. Well, first, I should make make a, a explanation because this gets very confusing for people. There are two terms: the higher self and the soul, which can be used interchangeably depending on the on the um, spiritual path. When I refer to the soul, it's the highest vibration; it's the first individuation from from Creator, and um, and it's it's really our connection to the creator. But some people call that the higher self, and that's fine. Just realize the label doesn't mean anything. It's all energy. And um, we can call it whatever we want. In, in spirit, they don't call it anything, yeah. <laughs> either of those terms. It's, it's a human characteristic. And so I refer to the soul as the highest vibration. And the, the higher self is a lower vibration. It's part of the soul. It's the part of the soul that mentors us, that's, that watches over us, helps us, sometimes consciously, most of the time unconsciously. I, it was only that I, I was fortunate, blessed, I call it, when I started uh, to learn channeling in 1998. I had been guided to learn how to channel. And um, I did that, I did the, the work, the preliminary work. And when I was complete, when it was completed, it took about I don't forget how many weeks now. I, I studied about how to channel, and when I when I completed the work, um, I was introduced to uh, the Diana Munz Chen, who wrote this book with me. I was introduced to her higher self. She would channel her higher self, and so it's now been twenty two years that I have been 
monthly, doing a monthly session with Diana's higher self and my higher self. And all those have been recorded. All those uh, sessions have been recorded. And so um, I have learned an incredible amount about uh, spirit and about very pragmatic things that are happening here on earth. Because uh, I, I ask a lot of questions. I'm very curious. And, and they don't, don't hold anything back. I've been amazed. <laughs> I can ask questions and I get answers that uh, are very explicit and, and detailed and, and often go into much more detail than I even expected. So that's been going on for 22 years. And so, well, early on in that process, I, my, my first book, Conscious Capitalism, was translated into Chinese and published in China. And I was invited to go to China and speak about it. Well, this was 2001, and it was a little, little nerve-wracking because I had no idea what to expect in China. And talking about capitalism uh, was even more <laughs> um, uh, anxiety-producing. But I found out subsequently, not at that time, but subsequently, that Archangel Michael went with me to make sure everything was okay. And so my, my journey in China, so to speak, uh, started uh, almost 20 years ago. And it started by introducing conscious capitalism. Now, let me explain what, that, what I mean by that term. It's really a combination of business and spirituality. It's taking spiritual principles and applying them to business. Yeah, you know, we're all one. Follow the golden rule. Very simple. Treat your stakeholders equally and look out for their needs. Whereas business traditionally has looked only at the shareholders, the owners of the company, not the workers, the suppliers, the environment, all the other aspects that go into a business. So, um, so I introduced that idea to China. Back in 2001, I had the opportunity to speak at the Communist Party School, which is a school for the highest level Communist Party leaders. And I had no idea what to expect. I, I was actually, what I was expecting was uh, problems because as I first was walking around their campus, I saw people walking around with machine guns. So. But, but, the, but they were very receptive. They, they liked the idea of what, was, what I was uh, writing about and talking about. Uh, in fact, one person in the audience uh, who was uh, I later found out was a university professor, uh, uh, no, university president, um, because all the presidents are members of the Communist Party of the universities. He got up after my talk and he said, you touched my heart. I was a little bit shocked, to be honest with you. <laughs> but apparently it went over big, uh, such that my book was put in their bookstore and uh, I found my picture on a bus line in China, and um, and that started the whole process of of introducing this idea, these concepts to China, and it was all karmic. I also found that later. Um, I had I had tried to do this some other time, and it didn't work. <laughs> I had failed, so I was being given another chance. So I went. I've been to China now nine times, um, giving lectures and talking about conscious capitalism. And then after my first or second trip, I realized that there was deep longing for spiritual connection in China that was being suppressed. And so I, either I thought of it or I was inspired to think of, maybe it'd be a good idea to take some of the spiritual teachings that I was studying and bring them into China. And I was told initially, too early, don't do it yet. So I said, fine, I had no idea how to do it anyway. So I waited a few years and then I was given I was giving the go-ahead. I said, all right, the time is right. So I began to introduce a spiritual path, a psycho-spiritual body of work to China. And um, I had to keep under the radar because it's not something that uh, the party is big on. And uh, I had to find people in China that would be interested in this and were willing to step forward and, and let themselves be known. And so it took some time and effort. And, and I... The only thing I could think of was getting some books and articles published here to get some exposure. So eventually, after a number of years, we've, we've gotten to the point where we're giving workshops over there. We're getting a lot of very positive feedback. And so it's, it's been a good, wonderful experience. And it's all been guided. I, you know, I, whenever, before I go, I always ask, now, what do you want me to talk about now? Yes. Uh, so I, believe me, I, 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 of myself, I do nothing. I know that. 
Yes. We're just uh, the conduits, right? The tools. Right, right. Yes. So I wonder, for those who don't know your ideas and your philosophy behind this, talk to us about consciousness and capitalism. And basically, I know it's hard to summarize, but kind of your overview of it. Well, consciousness is the basis of everything. We are conscious and everything else in the universe is conscious to one degree or another. And so my idea about capitalism Capitalism, in my view, is, is, is value-neutral. Some people have very bad ideas about capitalism. Some have very positive ideas. It, 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 capitalism is just, it's just a, a form of doing business, I guess. And it can be done in a conscious way or it can be done in an unconscious way. It can be done in a selfish way or it can be done in a, in a way that uh, is very inclusive and, and um, very positive. So... I've tried to bring in the positive aspects, bring spiritual principles. We've deviated. I mean, capitalism now has deviated from, from that road, even though and conscious capitalism is called a lot of different things. I mean, I, I coined that term. Others have used it now. But it's social responsible business. It can be corporate social responsibility. It can be ESG. All the same idea that we, we take care of everybody involved in, in the business and give them equal consideration. Um, it's really very simple. That's a brief explanation. I love it. I love that you coined that as well. So I'm wondering, what do you see now? I mean, in regards to business and the way that business works and this global pandemic that we're going through, there's a huge shift. There's a huge shift just generally for humanity and this real global awakening that we're all going through at the same time and shifting higher and higher. Talk to us about, because I'm, I'm sure um, Spirit's been whispering in my ear that you've gone into this in meditation and in channeling with them. Talk to us about what they've been showing you as regards to how we're growing. Well, I, I would say the first thing is we haven't been growing fast enough, <laughs> and we, we've we've deviated from from the plan. I suppose you might say there is, um, you know, we have social problems and in, in, uh, the inequitable distribution of money, and, and uh, we have um, environmental problems. We have, uh, including climate change, we have financial problems. People, everybody wants to have it now and have it have more than they're really available to them. They're living beyond their means in some respects and borrowing a lot of money. So all these things have been accumulating for a number of years. It's not a new thing. All these things have been building up and been causing all kinds of distortions and uh, imbalances. So what we're going through now is a wake-up call. It's, a sh it's shaking us up. You know, take a pause Look at what's going on. Are these really what you want to value? And these are your priorities. Or if not, and I think most people would think not, if they'd really stop and think about it, then make some changes. And you know, all those areas that I'd mentioned, whether it's the environment or it's uh, inequities in the system or, um, or it's financial problems from spending, overspending what we have. All those things have to be looked at, and there's many subcategories of each one, health and education, and all those things need to be looked at. I've, I've felt for some time, we need to start from the beginning, because when we, when we do things incrementally, we don't always solve the problem. We really need to, and this is helping us to, to start over in some respects. I mean, no one wants to do that or likes to think about that, but that may be what's necessary. Talk us through that and what you mean with kind of starting over. What, like, what are those steps? What does that look like? Well, I, first, I would evaluate each of these different problem areas and say, if we continue going in the current trend, what's likely to happen? That's, and if people follow that trend, like it, we're, we're, we're up to our eyeballs in debt and you know, the environment is really having problems, struggling. So if we follow those through, we can see that it's going to lead to terrible things. I mean, it already is leading to terrible things, but it can be even worse. So <clears throat> the first thing is to evaluate where we are and where we'll be if we continue. And therefore, that motivates us, uh, hopefully, to say, wait a minute, we can't continue this way. We need to stop. We need to really change things from a, a basic level. And, all right, how do we do that? And we've got to bring in the best minds 
that are open to new things because too many people who are in high places are into the status quo. So we have to, we have to look at things uh, at, from different angles and, and openness and, and say, now, if we're going to start, if we, have, if we were going to start from the beginning, would we continue in this way? Probably not. What would we do if we were starting over? How would we make an education system? How would we um, make a healthcare system? How would we, how, what would our priorities be? We would be spending all this money on defense. Aren't there better things to be doing with our money? What, what, what a waste. We, we've gone through all these wars and we have nothing to show for it except wasted money. If we look at things objectively, we would say, you know, things have to change and, and, and dramatically. And we're getting, as I said, a wake-up call to look at these things. And if we don't get it this time, then there'll be other lessons that probably be harder. Right. So we really need to um, do it now. But what can the person on the individual level, like where would you have them start? Because it's great, like, and I totally get it, and this has to function on so many different levels, but so many of my clients that I work with, you know, just even recently, a lot of my calls, it's um, the beginning of May right now, as we're having this interview, and so many of the people that I'm talking to are like, Julie, I have so much guilt about where I am in my life right now. Like, I have so much, and you know, these are just middle or even lower middle class individuals, but they're feeling this heaviness right now and this weight of there are people who have less than I do. And we're in a fortunate situation where both parties still have employment within a, within a household, right? Mm -hmm. And what can we do on an individual level, I would say, in the immediate future of the next six months, and then more looking out, you know, globally to help the world long-term as well? Well, the, the first thing, whether we had this crisis or not, the first thing everyone needs to do is know themselves, do introspection and see, here's what I'm doing personally. You know, each person asks that question of themselves. Uh, here's my beliefs. Are, there, are they accurate? Are they distorted beliefs? Are they, are they in line with reality? And if they're not, I need to change them my belief of who I am. We forget that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. We think we're physical beings and occasionally have a spiritual experience. And so we have emphasized uh, things, technology, over spiritual awareness. And so we have to look at that. We have to to come back into balance. We've overemphasized the physical and we need to bring the spiritual back. And that's one of the reasons I wrote this book, even though I, you know, I say I wrote it. But I was asked, Archangel Michael asked us to write the book uh, to, to help people understand who they are and to look at their beliefs and, and, their, and their, their behavior and see whether it's causing the problems. So the first thing we have to do is, is understand ourselves and make whatever changes we see are necessary. Mm-hmm. Because we're just a, a microcosm of the macrocosm. Right. Right. And, and that's uh, so fascinating. So we've been kind of like I've been working through this on my my own. I have a small family, one daughter, two dog babies. And uh, my husband and I, we, we live in a very small home right now. And this coronavirus has been making it uh, like I've been telling my husband for the last couple of years, we are busting at the seams in this household with just so much stuff. Like, and I work out of my own home. So now I don't have a, a space that's my own. We don't have a basement. We don't have any place for storage or an attic or a crawl space or anything. So I was telling him, we are busting at the seams. We decided to list our house and it was a really huge decision that that we've been making. And it is one that's really been something that has been hugely conflicting for me because I don't feel the need to move to house that stuff. I really feel the need to move to have my business be able to run out of my house Mm -hmm. and for my daughter to be able to have the space that she needs as well. So I really had to go inward and ask, you know, because I can live very minimally. I don't need a lot of stuff. I just need 
some more rooms. <laughs> and we were on the call with uh, our, our therapist. We just kind of go through and we see a therapist monthly. And I was talking to him and I was like, you know, uh, is it, oh, uh, what is that? that chemical that gets released from your brain when you buy something new? Is it uh, endorphins, that? endorphins or? Yeah. Is it some sort of chemical release yeah. that's yeah. making it's it? Right, but it's so very temporary. We, we, we yes. think, we think yes. that it, it, it feels good, but it, it dissipates very quickly. Yes. And um, yeah. So how do you make those bigger decisions? Right? Like how do well, you, yeah. Where do you even go with that? Well, what I was told, to be honest with you, is that this pandemic will help us to see that we don't need what we think we need, that we can survive and thrive with much less. And so this is a lesson that we're, we're going through now. And, um, and I, think, I think most people will recognize that they have more than they need. Yeah. And if, I used to give an example. I, I used to talk to students and there was a tribe in, in Africa where they use one pair of shoes for their lifetime. One wow. pair of shoes. And I said, think about how many shoes you have in your closet. If someone can do it on one pair for a lifetime, do you really need all those? Yeah. And so it's just a question of, of looking at things and what's important. Where do you want to put your emphasis on on acquiring more things and earning more money, trying to accumulate more money so you can buy more things so you can throw them out. Right. No, it's huge. I mean, we've just, um, in the matter of a week, we took all of this stuff and we like prepared our house to like be taking pictures right inside. And I know this in and out, like the backside of my hand, because we moved, I think I lived in 14 houses by the time I was 16 years old. So I saw my mom constantly doing this over and over again, uh, kind of like a military rep. And so we, we cleared everything out and we put everything that was excess in the garage. And I was just mind blown, just like my hands are up kind of grasping my hair right now because there is so much stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it kind of makes you get that pit in your stomach and just feel a little ill because there is so much waste. And and, and it's sort of unconscious. We, we, we accumulate without realizing what we're doing. Yes. And uh, so, so becoming more conscious is part of the process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you, uh, I believe that every person can connect with their higher self, can connect with their soul energy, has the ability to channel. And yes, um, people might need some teaching in order to be able to do this, but it is possible. Talk to me about how connecting with your higher self and your soul and channeling information from the other side has really changed your life. Well, it's, it's dramatic. I've learned one of the lessons I needed to learn was trust. And so channeling requires trust because you don't know what the next word is going to be coming out of your mouth. You can be made a complete fool, you know. So, 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 that, so that was one lesson. And, and, and trust continues with um, my whole journey through China. I had to trust. I didn't know who's going to show up, if anybody. I'm, tr- I'm traveling thousands of miles, <laughs> spending a lot of money, and I have no idea who's going to be there. It so happens that Chinese culture does things at the last minute. So, and I had to trust that, um, you know, I'd meet the right people and they would be brought, I would be drawing the right people to me. So the whole thing was a, a journey in trust. And I'll, I'll give you one example. It's in, in, in the soul book. Soul book. Uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with it, with the game of pickleball. It, yeah, are you familiar with it at all? No, I'm not. Tell us about it. Okay. Pickleball is like, like tennis, only it's on a smaller court, and it's a solid racket rather than strings, but it has a net down the middle. So I was playing pickleball one day, and I was standing about mid-court, and the ball was hit towards me but it was to my left and a little behind me. So I started to back up to try and retrieve the ball. And to my amazement, I, I couldn't stop my momentum. It was carrying me back. Well, unfortunately, there's a concrete wall about 15 yards behind me, which should have been plenty of time for me to stop. But it, I, I wasn't able to. I, and I was, think, I, mean, I was conscious of the fact that I wanted to stop, but I couldn't. Next thing I knew, I hit the wall, fell to the ground, had blood coming out of my head and my left wrist was limp 
And they make a long story short, they rushed me to the hospital, took x-rays. I had a broken wrist, put a cast on. I was very confused. Why couldn't I stop? Why was I so clumsy? Blah, blah, blah. So I happened to have a session with my higher self coming up the next day or so. So I asked, what's going on here? What happened? And the message I got was, there were several lessons here for you. First of all, this was your left wrist that was broken, and the left represents receptivity. And we all have, we all have various balances between giving and receiving. Some are better at giving, some are better at receiving. In my case, I needed some lessons about receiving. And with the broken hand, I was going to have to receive a lot of help. I couldn't drive. You know, I have to retrain use of my hand, even eating, dressing, things of that sort. I needed help. So this would be a, a helpful to, for me to learn about being re receptive and, and receiving. It also would be acceptance and, and surrender. Surrender to what happened. Don't fight it. Don't start berating yourself for being clumsy, which would have been my natural inclination. But surrender to the experience that's, and the lesson that's being given to you because ultimately we need to surrender to our soul's desires, longing, intent. And we all come in with a task. We all have a task that we've accepted and, and, um, and <clears throat> we, we don't know, we forget about it when we get here, but um, we usually get inspiration to help us. And so we have to surrender to whatever that task is because if we do, um, it moves us along. And, and, and the soul has something it wants to accomplish, wants to contribute to life. And so, and if we don't get the surrender part of the lessons that we all have to have, towards the end of our life, usually there's a, there's something, the soul has a number of tools in its toolbox, so to speak, to help us learn what we need to learn. And so, for instance, it could be relationship issues, it could be accidents, it could be illness, any of those things it can, the soul can use to help us learn something. So often, we'll, if surrender is one of the lessons the soul wants us to learn, we may have a, a, an illness that forces us to surrender. We, we lose control bodily control. We have no choice. So we're, we're so much better off doing it voluntarily than waiting for the soul to help us learn it. So going back to your book, Knowing the Soul, I, I'm wondering what I find a lot of times is when spirit is in a session talking to one of my clients and they want that person to be spending more time with them. Sometimes my clients will say, well, I don't have, you know, time each day, but I'll set aside 20 minutes each week. And I find that what spirit shows me is that if we set aside that week, that time each week or each month to really be with our team on the other side, including our higher self, our soul, they have all this information stored up and ready to go and channel through when it's that time. And they are waiting for that opportunity. Otherwise, if we don't do this, it's kind of like we're being hounded all the time, right? And it's always there. Do you find that too, that, that they kind of, maybe there's just more ease with allowing them that space, that that carved out space within your life to to bring that information through. Does that make sense? Sure. The soul has an agenda it wants to accomplish. We, having free will, we can either go with it or we can thwart it. Now, we can do te temporarily thwart it. Eventually, the soul has the controlling uh, control knobs. but. Um, so, so we have a choice, and we can either do it voluntarily and, 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 and find how much easier life is if we do it. Um, like in, in, in the soul book, Michael gave us, Archangel Michael gave us a, 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 a meditation to help us connect to the soul. It's, it's in the book, and it, it helps us to, to, to realize how much better life is, how easy, much easier it is if we connect with our soul. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it makes all the difference in the world. So we we may resist it initially, but if we try it and give it a chance, our life flows much more easily. And and we understand life 
I mean, for me, understanding is important. Yeah. And I've learned so much about what life's all about and makes it so much easier for me to, to, to move about day to, in the day-to-day activities. Share so some of those bigger insights with us. Share some of the, the really impactful things that really have changed your bigger view on everything here. Well, let's see. Uh, that we're we're not first we're, we're not alone that everything that happens is purposeful uh and has a reason and and, and the, the universe is friendly we don't have to be we're, we're not living in a, in a in a universe that doesn't want to help us it does and but we have to but we have free will and we can we can decide not to listen or or follow but my whole journey in China has, has, has shown me how much cooperation my guides have taken care of almost everything. I, mean, uh, I, I have to trust when I go over there that things will be taken care of. But after nine trips, I see how that, you know, they're, they're out doing the advance work, so to speak. And it's just, it's just a marvelous experience uh, to, to know that, you know, all our worries, all our concerns, can be ignored if we just trust and surrender and know that uh, everything that happens is here to help us. That's so beautiful. One of the biggest places that I see people getting stuck is when I first teach them how to channel, how to bring through spirit, they say, this can't possibly be real, right? Their egoic mind comes in and they're like, this is just me and I'm talking to myself. And there are some people that will put up this huge wall, right? And, And they cannot get over the fact that the way that spirit communicates is through our own internal dialogue, right? It's our own internal voice. So I'm just wondering... Because Archangel Michael was whispering to me as you were speaking, and he said, ask you that question because you've got some very good insight that can help people with that. How you stop yourself from thinking that it's just you and trust okay. that well, it, it is. It is a challenge, uh, especially for uh, left-brain people who, are, uh, uh, who like, like to know, who want concrete evidence, mm-hmm. and that's me. So it, it, again, it's trust. and. When I channel, my main guide is Hermes, and when I channel Hermes, I try to do it every day. And 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 channeling, as you well know, is a skill that requires repetition and and um, discipline. I, I don't. I'm not sure I can give you any insights <laughs> other than just let it flow and and and, and trust that it's coming through and that. You're, you're improving each day. So is that how you began to trust that as a left brain person, because I'm not, is that how you began to trust that it wasn't you, that it really was the other side, that reputation? It's, it's easier, in my view, it's easier when I'm getting concrete information rather than some generalities. Uh, and I, so I've had more success at channeling some beings than others because they'll give me more concrete stuff. One of the, I guess the one I've had the most success with is, a, is an ET, who's one of my guides. And uh, I, I really, he gave me some really concrete information. And so I can see that's not coming from me, because I didn't know that. When, it, when it's generalities, and I figure maybe I know that already, but, you know, then it, it's harder. That's interesting. So why do you think it is that some beings on the other side are able to give you more concrete information and some are only able to give generalities? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Answers. Yeah. Uh, I was asking you because I haven't been able to figure that out yet either. Uh, I think, uh, I think I've, I've had past lives with some of them. And so there's more of a connection perhaps. And for instance, when I channel Hermes every day, I can't imagine how he could write a new script every day, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be repetitious. And, 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 and what I'm doing, or what we're all doing when we do this, is, is creating a groove, so to speak. So it's, it's just repeating and repeating, repeating, and getting the channel groove really strong. Mm-hmm. And that means it's going to be somewhat 
general and 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 that makes it more difficult to believe when it's because then it could be you yeah and so so i don't i don't have any real great answers for you other than it is a challenge for especially left left brain people yeah you know whenever i ask spirit this question they always say you know it's okay to ask for that validation when you need that validation and i mean they always show it to me without a doubt and it is so concrete because the little twists that they put on it you couldn't have even predicted something right Uh i mean it's just that specific right Um, right so uh, what they always say is, is ask for that validation. So anybody out there who's listening, ask for that validation and God will show it to you in the way that you are supposed to receive it. And the person who taught me, Diana, she can watch the energy and say, yes, you're connected or you're not connected. And mm-hmm. so, so it makes it a little easier to. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I do all the time with my students in the Angel Reiki school. That's perfect. So I want to finish this up by just asking any last things that come to your mind or if you just want to channel through of what people listening need to know from spirit on the other side right now. What messages do you have for them? Well, I would zero in on what's going on currently in, in everybody's life. It's, as I mentioned earlier, we're getting a wake-up call and we got to pay attention, take a pause, pay attention to what's going on, see how the world has developed. And I think it'll be pretty evident that it's not going the way most of us want. I think even those who are doing well financially are not really happy with a lot of things and probably feeling a little guilty. And so we all have to look at our beliefs, see if they're accurate, see if they're creating what we really want. And change those things and do it patiently, lovingly, because it's not easy to change things that are habits, but do that, do that work, know yourself. And as we all do it, we'll get that critical mass that will all of a sudden change everything around us. And I mean, sometimes it feels hopeless. How can I, only one person make a change, but we really don't need that many. Critical mass can change overnight before we know it. And I I think that's where we're trying to be led and hopefully we will follow. Yeah. Yeah. And follow on an individual basis of what we feel called to do. Thank you so much, Dr. David, for your time. I I so appreciate you being on the show. Um, Your books are on Amazon, Knowing Your Soul. Where else can people find you if they want to connect with you? Well, through my website, which is called ConsciousThinking.com. There, there's a way of, of connecting with me through there. I, I also do have a, a blog site, Speaking Tree, uh, which is from Times of India and uh, the largest uh, English language newspaper in the world. And, and so there's a lot of good material on there. There is. I was looking at that earlier. You've got some really good articles. Um, I think one recently was The Economics of Happiness, which was very interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. I think most people find the good stuff on there. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for your time. And and we just really appreciate you being on the show. And thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate that. Of course. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. 
deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. 
I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination your DNA strand. Now the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with the snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. 
for all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves. God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security. Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.